Okay, so toxic positivity, accepting and allowing our pain, sadness and anger with grace. Um, when we think of the human body, if we could think of it as a vessel, almost as if it's a water pipe, uh, except that it's not for water, it's an energy pipe, and it's designed to let the energy flow through. It's just designed for that. And anything that clogs it up results in the energy and creating and forming uh, energy blocks. And so over the years then, the ones that we live, there are multiple energy blocks that we create within our body and they act as barriers or as gates which are closed shut, sealed shut, not allowing the free-flowing energy to go through. And these energy blocks uh, are created one when we suppress or when we repress. Now, whether we are mostly the suppression or the repression, is a, it stems from unwanted things, unwanted emotions, unliked circumstances, um, unwanted reactions, the ones that we make to circumstances that we don't like about ourselves, um, unliked moments that we find ourselves in and we spend a lot of energy fighting against it, trying to change it or trying to mold it. So there's a lot of unwanted, unliked things which create energy blocks. Um, so we look at it from an emotional perspective, but also in terms of events and circumstances or the moments that we find ourselves in. And the reason why it creates energy blocks or they form into energy blocks is because it's not natural for us not to like where we are. When I say not natural, I mean that we are not, our souls have not been designed that way. Um, we are in fact beautiful light beings of energy which are constantly forever connected to one source, one energetic source. And that one energetic source can do no harm, can conceive no harm, can never do anything that's detrimental to you. And that's the origin of who we are. That's the, the foundation, the generational aspect of where we come from. There is no harm that can be done. And so it's, we have been designed to accept everything, which is almost like a stream of energy that's coming in us and flows through us. We've been designed to accept it and release it, accept it and release it. So our bodies have been designed as these energy vessels um, to allow the energy to flow through. But when we don't allow it, when we don't accept where we are, and who we are in the moment that we are, we create blocks. And so the energy that's streaming to us constantly, that comes from a pure origin um, that only wants something that is supremely beneficial for us. When we fight against that energy, we create a, um, a roadblock to it. And over the years, we keep fighting, 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 and the roadblock gets thicker and thicker and thicker. And those, like, almost tangible energy blocks. And I say almost tangible because in most cases it does, or in some cases it does become, they do become tangible. They become tangible in term, in the in their manifestation. For example, our headaches, our nausea, our anxiety, physical symptoms of anxiety, um, our having panic attacks. Um, so then when we again bypass those as well and it's like no 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 it's happening because of the job it's happening because of my relationship it's happening because I'm stressed out about my finances whatever we are assigning that those physical energy blocks to are actually um, cemented energies or repressed energy which is now knocking at your body and saying hey look at me there's something up I'm feeling blocked but we tend to ignore that now when we begin to ignore that for a longer period of time it becomes even more cement, it becomes even more dense, those energy blocks. And as they do that, they begin to turn into dis-ease. Uh, dis-ease as in physical ailments, uh, which become diseases. So blood pressure, uh, sugar, 
um, cancer, all of those are repressed emotions um, or fighting energy against a natural flow of things uh, which have been overlooked and ignored for a long period of time and now they've become so dense that they've actually clogged us up, clogged up our bodies and now we have dis-ease within our bodies and now that's the final call from those blocked energy centers or those energy blocks saying, guys, uh, things are not okay. You're not how or where you're meant to be in terms of feeling and emotions. You're not feeling good. You're not okay with where you are. Uh, life's not working out the way you wanted it to work out. And all of this is happening because you've been suppressing and you've been uh, brushing quite a few things under the carpet. And uh, now it's here. Now you better take care of it. And so we then begin to focus our energies on taking care of the dis-ease. Um, unfortunately, most of us become very focused on just taking care of the the manifestation and, and or the symptom and not the cause. Disease is always the symptom, uh, not the cause of why uh, we are feeling the way we are, uh, why we have that uh, disease within our body. So, the energy blocks then that I'm referring to uh, start from when we are taught do not express the authenticity of our emotions and our feelings because those emotions and feelings are not liked, not just by you because you're now going to be conditioned as children. They're not liked by your caretakers. They're not liked by the society. A, a crying child is not a happy child. An upset child is not a happy child. A child who's throwing a tantrum is not a happy child. A child who is uh, screaming to be hurt, not a happy child. So you get the drift. There's a lot of um, pushback against authentic emotions of the human experience. If a child is sad or cries for no reason at all, definitely not a happy child. And what's happening is that the child is being taught not to express his or her emotions, a natural part of who they are. And because the child is taught not to express that, they begin to uh, swallow it in and and uh, leave it inside their body. Now, where does the energy, because we're all energies, right? So where does that energy of repressed emotions go? Um, it can't be destroyed. It's there now. It's there in their energy field. It's there within the vessel, uh, which is supposed to circulate the energy, which is their bodies. Where is it that energy going to go? Because it doesn't have any release, because there's no opening for it to 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 transmute itself it's just going to start now finding little little pockets to hide in or to stay in so for example and and you'd see that because different parts of our body and so beautiful so fascinating are the human body um, is that different emotions find their cozy corners and different parts of our bodies and they only find it there so for example if um, uh, if we have a lot of anger and if we have a lot of bitterness, um, and uh, bit anger and bitterness um, that make us feel helpless, if that's if those are the emotions, they're going to reside in the at the back of our uh, at the base of our spine. So people who have uh, chronic back aches, uh, who have weak backs, um, that's a lot of repressed. Uh, bitterness and anger which is leading to helplessness it's nothing that they can do about it this feeling this that feeling of being powerless that's where the base of the that that those particular emotions think of them as energies they come and hide and position themselves or lay their ground pitch their tents and at the base of our spine um, the other emotion for example is fear we have no idea what's going to happen we don't feel safe um, we feel like we're going to be put down, we feel we're going to be chucked out, we feel we're going to be deleted, uh, whatever the event is, but the emotion that we are feeling is fear, and that fear is not being allowed to manifest itself because we're saying, no, 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 I can do this, I'm, I'm, I'm super confident, I'm super, I know my I know my work, I know my job, I know this, uh, this assignment, I'll do it. But because we are cloaking that fear under, a lot, under the guise of, you know, a self kind of motivation, that fear is still there. The energy has been created. So where is that fear going to place itself? That fear is going to place itself in our uh, stomach, so our gut. And our gut then, uh, people who have a weak gut, who have a lot of uh, problems related to, you know, you get the stomachache, the butterflies that you get. That's actually not a sign of excitement. That's uh, that's your fear fluttering around as energy saying, look at me, that's what I'm feeling. So your fear lives in your stomach. 
and then for people who are uh, mostly people pleasers so myself for example um people who have a lot of um uh, it's very difficult for uh, people pleasers to express their true emotions they will say anything to keep the peace they will do uh, they will speak the words which will calm and soothe the other person they will they almost chameleons so um they will uh, become different people in different situations but what they will what they're not doing is speaking their truth uh, speaking the words that are true for them speaking what is meaningful for them not showing up as their authentic self and because we are repressing our truth our throat Uh, gets affected. So I've always had a very, very sensitive throat. So even a uh, a strong smell aggravates it, and I have this strange itching here, which is now sl- slowly starting to get better. So uh, this is where not being able to speak our truth or inauthenticity lies here in our throat. Our back, our shoulders, sorry, carry the weight of our responsibilities where we feel stressed, where we feel like we're not doing enough, we not we don't feel we have enough time, we don't we feel like we're being overburdened, we feel like we're pushing ourselves and this frustration of uh, not being able to do it, not being able to good enough be not being good enough to be able to carry the weight of your life lies right here on your shoulder and funnily enough this is where the generational trauma also lies because mostly we're taught that we have to be responsible and we're the only ones responsible for other people's happiness and that's a lot of responsibility and it's an unnatural responsibility so that that responsibility sits on our shoulders and and I have weak shoulders as well well I had weak shoulders and slowly getting better so the energy find spaces to camp in within your body and those are energy blocks and what happens then is over time um the natural flow of energy and the natural flow of events is not going to be able to flow through because um we have created these um these barricades uh, to its natural course and because we've created those barricades we will find over and over in our lives find ourselves to be in circumstances which are frustrating circumstances so for example if um if uh, not feeling good enough has been our big theme in our life and that's for most of us we not feel worthy um we will because we have uh, the sense of unworthiness has created energy blocks uh within our body um we will keep finding ourselves in situations and in circumstances which will reinforce the fact that you're not worthy so um and 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 when that happens when those circumstances or those events reinforce that fact uh, it it's a it's a loop that begins and to be able to break that loop uh we tend to get into a self motivational space and that's what i want to talk about that self motivational space that we uh, voluntarily step into so that we don't have to deal with these unliked unwanted things now this self motivational space is not a bad place once you've done uh, dealing with all the unliked emotions but when you use this self motivation space to run away to not deal with to not look at to not face to not sit with those unliked unwanted emotions because they've been tagged at such and they're going to be uncomfortable and they're going to make you hurt and you're going to feel a lot of feelings and you're not going to be a person who's going to be the same you're not going to be able to uh, do a lot of things and uh, continue with a lot of activities that you've been used to because uh, you'd have to deal with all of the all of that those energy blocks you've created within your body to be able to not do, or to not do that we uh, get under the cloak of positivity self motivation now that self motivation can come many in many forms um some of us become gym addicts some of them uh, some of us become health fanatics so extreme right uh, we completely change our diet some of us get into like the um, the motivational mantras so whether those are uh, self ap- positive affirmations or journaling or not journaling positive affirmations or um reprogramming or reconditioning the mind anything that gets us into feeling good and that's where the trap lies because um basically what we're trying to do is there is a space that's very solidly there the all these energy blocks all these emotions this place is very strong solidly there and we don't want to be imagine this as a platform of a very solid solid unwanted space right and because we don't want to be here we create a new platform and hop onto it 
but it's not as simple because these are not physical phenomena these is all energy so when we hop on to it we feel we're hopping on to a new platform but what we're actually doing is we're taking all of this so it's not like uh, if these are two platforms it's not like we can hop on from this platform to there uh uh-uh. the entire platform is now being shifted here but because we have told ourselves that this is like a great place to be in and i'm the only person here without my baggage and i will teach myself i will wire my mind to feel positive we leave like that platform comes at the bottom and on top of it is this really nice i am changing my life and look at me do it in a very physical way positivity and that's what is toxic positivity because what's happening is you are once again although you've used it you're now using a different technique because we've become smarter in not being not wanting to deal with our unwanted unliked emotions we are using a smarter technique but we are still cloaking all these things that we are under a flashy garb that's what we're doing and especially and so it could look like you could change professions you could get into you know multiple different like a completely different you create a completely different life for yourself and you manifest you become a really good manifester of your dream life maybe you start earning a lot of money maybe you get fitter you feel good but there is and all of these can happen so this this positivity platform that you've now hopped into is a great great place to be in and it is a very um, beneficial place beneficial in terms of it will deliver to you what you've wanted in a material in the material world so you're getting all the you're getting your life together you know you're getting your stuff in order and you're here but there is this constant underlying rumble there is and nobody can see it your um instagram pictures can't show it um they don't have the the filters to be able to pull that up your uh your hanging out with your friends that you hang out with not be able to tell but you begin to you you know and you know how it again uh, because you know what it translates into is for example sleeplessness you can't sleep at night or your your sleep is very very disturbed or you get um these bouts of irritability or anger outright anger or uh you might not be an addict uh, of a, uh, you know you might not be addicted to a specific substance but given the you know you let loose for example once a week and then you really kind of get in there and let yourself go so all of these um behaviors tell us or tell you that the the underlying rumble is not going to go anywhere and this cloak of positivity that you've put on yourself is just that it's a cloak it has its place it has its place this sense this beautiful place of positivity where you're creating from has its place but the place can only be earned once you have cleared this space of unwanted unliked emotions and until we don't clear that we might be able to till that particular field for a couple of years 4 years 10 years 15 years 20 years to grow the flowers that we want to grow but inevitably that the fertility of that field because it is so hard um created it is so hard created with so much effort because you don't want to address this the fertility uh, is finite it'll it'll stop growing flowers whether it takes 2 days or 20 years it will stop growing those flowers the one that you're trying to grow in your life as a physical manifester right you it's going to stop and when it does and you you see that also when it does uh everything that you've built becomes meaningless and you come crashing down um and again however whatever that looks like in terms of the choices you end up making when you come crashing down but the crash of you when you have not cleared the space to grow your garden the crash is inevitable and it's foretold it's a no brainer it's going to happen and so for a lot of um you know when we talk about self care we talk about self help um and we speak of the power of positivity and uh, sp- speak the positivity into your life speak the magic into becoming all of those are relevant but those are finite if we have not dealt with the really the foundation or the core emotions which we have been suppressing for a long long time and how do we deal with that how do we let, how do we let those uncomfortable emotions emerge to the surface we don't hide 
uh, we don't run when those things happen. So say um, you have just been fired from a job, okay? And um, you panic because you've been fired and you don't have a backup plan. You panic and in the next one day, you're having an emotional breakdown, you know, you're, you're coping however you need to and immediately you start picking up the phone and you start, you know, your link is, in, in is open and you're calling up friends and you're sending your resume. And so the action plan, the action plan to fix whatever has been taken away or to replace whatever has been taken away is already in motion. But here's the thing. Why have you been fired from that job? Forget about all the external circumstances of the why. There will be 10 logical reasons. But there is some, because it's an energy, or jobs are also energy, money, everything is energy. So there was something about that energy field of that job that either that you were reacting to and you were reacting to so strongly that you chose to opt out of it. That's the story. Now, whether it is, and that means that's a wake-up call. You're choosing to opt out of this energy field. If we can begin to look at that, being fired from the job, why are you choosing it? Obviously, you're not happy because this is your universe and you're the one who's made this happen as well. You're unhappy in that energy field. Something about you is not resonating, is not clicking with that energy field. So how are we going to identify what that emotion is? We... The first part of it is a, we understand that this is a, an exchange of energy, not you being fired from a job, but an energy field that was not resonating with your energy. And instead of wanting to jump into another energy field with the same energy that you are right now, which is now even more uh, underconfident, even more aggressive, even more wanting to prove things to yourself and to everybody else, and even more desperate, that's the energy now, now you take into the next energy field. And so that means that when you take this energy, this dislocated, disheveled kind of energy to the next energy field, um, you might be able to fake your way through the honeymoon period of your next gig. Uh, but again, it's not going to be sustainable, either at a personal level. It doesn't mean that you're going to be fired from that job, but you are going to suffer because you have repressed the learning that you had created or the emotions that needed to be addressed through the ex job. Uh, and you've repressed those emotions and you're already moving into that. So now you've created an energy block. And it's the same thing that works on rela with relationships. Say you've been in a very, um, you know, you've been in a difficult relationship and um, you, that relationship ends and there is, ve there are very, very deep, dark emotions related to that relationship. Um, but you're not ready to deal with those because your entire story that you're telling yourself is it's because of they did this, 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 therefore this is what happened and I don't want this in my life. So you're really, really only looking at circumstances. You're not really looking at it as, so there was an energy field, a strong energy field that I chose to engage with and there's something within my energy field that repelled it or was repelled by it. And now let me address, no, we're not saying that. We're saying they, 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 this didn't work. Let's, you know, make a new account let's go on to our dating websites uh, let's ask our friends let's do uh, let's hang out more let's put ourselves out there more so now you're taking uh, again the same formula you're taking an energy that is not at peace energy which is not feeling good about itself and the energy that's hurting and in pain which is you you're taking that to the next relationship and what's going to happen again the honeymoon period and then the uh, the collapse and the collapse again can take 10 years 15 years but it's inevitable it's foretold so what we are saying here and now what I want to talk about is the in-between place of when one thing that happens in your life that is not to your liking the in-between place is the place where we sit down before starting a new chapter, before hopping on to something new, forget, before any of that, anything that happens in your life that is not to your liking, give yourself the grace of that in-between place. In-between because now it's between two different choices. Uh, one is the something that's been taken away and the other one is the new thing that's going to begin. Uh, that's going to begin. So this in-between space is the space of healing. This in-between space 
is the place of grace. And this in-between space is something that we're all so very scared of because this in-between space is the loneliest place that there ever will be. And it's the place that asks you to sit by yourself and allow all the emotions that you're feeling to come to the surface and talk to you. And it is because it is a very, very difficult thing to do. Um, most of us run away from it. And yet it is the most essential thing to do because anything that is not happening in the life, as, uh, anything that's happening in our life that's not to our liking is only happening so that we can learn from it and get things that we want to, which are to our liking. That's the only thing that why that thing is happening because if we don't honor the lesson from that event, which is not to, uh, you know, not, not in sync with our heart, if we don't honor the lesson from there, then what are we taking to the next event or the next moment? Our broken, battered selves, which are hurting a little bit more than they were hurting, say, 10 years ago. And so our life trajectory then, if we don't honor ourselves with those in-between places from one moment to the other, our life trajectory would go somewhere like, like here until we, do that we come to that foretold crash point. And so um, the, the, the emotions, um, the ones which need to be looked at and which are not even lead, they are the emotions which want to be heard. We'll tell you many stories. So there's a technique that I use for myself in my in-between place because I don't know, my, my mind's a jumble, my heart's hurting. So how do I begin to make sense of the lesson um, that I meant to learn and of course it's not a 24 hour plan where okay this has happened I'll give myself two days no I don't know how, how long it would take how, I don't know how long I need to stay in this in between place but I know that it's, it is the most important thing I'll ever do um, and so the lesson um, so what the technique that I've created is that um, I allow myself again to drop into my heart space and I ask my and I, I it's almost like a like an ad that I put out uh, a lead gen which is like okay who wants to speak to me which emotion wants to speak to me and tell me what you want to stay uh, what you want to say and with practice what happens is and this of course requires in this in-between space requires silence it requires focus and it requires commitment because um, your emotions, because they've been so deeply repressed, they're not going to come very easily to the surface. So it basically means, um, you know, you sitting by yourself, start with perhaps five minutes, close your eyes, drop down into your heart space and ask yourself this question. And maybe for 10 days or maybe for 10, I don't know how many, however many, however much time that's required, none of your emotion is going to come up. That may entirely be possible. When it does, though, it is, you'll know that it's an honest conversation between you and your emotion because it's not something that you'd ever thought of. Um, so I'll give you an example. Um, yesterday was a highly triggering day. And it's a small one, huh? Yesterday was a highly triggering day for me. Triggering because uh, of no big thing had happened, but I got into an altercation with two different uh, energies. And that altercation for me, I'm using a big, big word, but it was, um, I, it was a they were aggressive, aggressive exchange of energy at, at both times. So, agar, if it was an isolated one, right? If it had happened with one, I would have said hmm. But because I said hmm to the first time, the second thing had to happen, and because I'm now uh, more awake to uh, my own energy, therefore things are now happening very, very, very quickly. So. In my earlier life, if I would have ignored uh, one isolated incident that would have happened at 11 o'clock in the morning, the other one, follow-up one, to wake me up, uh, had I not woken up with that one, would have happened, say, a week or 10 days or five months from then, right? But in this case, it happened within a space of two hours. I had one thing, I said, nah, forget it, I, I don't think it means anything. And then the other one happened, I was like, okay, what does it mean? So I, I went, went back home, I sat down and I said, okay, um, which emotion wants to speak to me now? And it's a, it was a brief, aggressive exchange. It doesn't have to mean big 
a big thing, right? That's what I that was that's what my mind was telling me. But when I did um, do that call out for my emotion, the one that came in again was um, Madiha who was not feeling because my emotions are uh, represented like different Madihas come in who speak to me and so it's easier for me to relate to those emotions so the emotion uh, the Madiha who came to me again spoke of worthlessness and worthlessness in, in terms of I will not be liked if I speak my truth and if I do that consistently uh, then I will lose the beautiful things I will be punished for it so I had actually told a big story that if I uh, which resulted from this this ex this aggressive exchange that if I don't please these two energies right now if I don't say what they want to hear right now I will lose something I will be punished for it and because I knew that I was repressing my truth I became aggressive so you always so it's a loop and when i became aggressive the other person naturally is going to just reflect and mirror me so one of the emotion that came out was that the feeling of worthlessness i didn't know what to do with it what do i and that's what happens when i'm saying we sit with those or we uh, sit with ourselves in those in between spaces we don't have to do anything with those emotions our sitting with the intention in that in-between space of allowing all the unwanted unlikely emotions to come to the surface is the alchemy that's it that's it that is what's going to not help it not form into an energy block we are releasing the energy simply by sitting with our emotions by allowing them to come to the surface by not sweet talking them back to sleep by not hiding them under some netflix series binge by not ordering food anything that makes us feel good anything that makes us divert our attention away from where it needs to be if we can just if we're not doing if we can allow ourselves to not do that and say be brave enough because it is not easy but be brave enough to say okay i'm here in my in between space i'm going to sit here and i'm going to allow my uh, feeling of anger that's coming and i'm going to hear it out and you know it's magical because when these emotions come and speak to you they will i promise you they will tell you stories that will take you by surprise but they will make so much sense to you but they're not stories your mind can make up because they're not simple stories like i just spoke of that the the example that i gave how can like a small aggressive exchange with two different energies meaningless in the bigger scheme of thing equal to oh i'm not feeling worthy and i feel like i must not speak my truth because otherwise i will lose all the beautiful things in my life what but that is exactly what was happening so that was the first lesson that i learned only from those uh, the exchange of the two, those two energies and the second lesson that i learned was that because i was feeling this sense of worthlessness while interacting with the other energy i was projecting that sense of worthlessness worthlessness on them as well and their repressed emotions also came to the surface and it turned into an argument it is my feeling of worthlessness that invites their feeling of worthlessness if they have it to respond to me that's the only way an argument happens or an altercation happens or any disagreement happens in any way in any way they are just reflections of your emotions and that means that if i can separate myself from my emotional space in that in that moment and look at that person as a reflection of myself i'm actually extending empathy to myself because it's not possible for one person to walk in another person's shoes it's not possible but but if you only were to look at the other person as a reflection of you simply and nothing else that means that in understanding them you're actually understanding yourself and so the mind blowing thing that happened for me the insight that i was i received last night just last night because of these two moments was that the only way to feel true empathy 
is A, by owning everybody around you as part of yourself and then extending that empathy to yourself. That's it. Because anything that you can feel within you is the only thing you can project outwards. And so when we say, you know what, and, and it's a beautiful lesson, I'm not sure if I'm being able to do justice to it, but say this really angry man who I was having a conversation with, who represented, who was a reflection of my own self-worthlessness, um, if I can say he is the, and I can say ABC person, I can actually name him as well, right? So say his name is, um, I don't know, Ali, because it's a generic enough name. So say his name is Ali, and I say this is the, this is not Ali that I'm talking to. I'm talking to the Ali part of Madiha. Now the question that I extend to myself is this Ali part of Madiha is being very aggressive and very rude right now. How do I give him space in this moment while without letting my ego come into play? Well, if I'm calling him the Ali part of Madiha, then I also understand that what he's simply reflecting is my own feeling of worthlessness. And when I understand that, that means I can look at that Ali who is the outward production, projection of the Ali part of Madiha and I can say, I can feel, oh wow, this Ali is just feeling like He's not good enough because he's my, and not he is not good enough. The Ali part of Madiha is feeling like, oh, she, he is not good enough. So let me sit with the she, he part, or let me at least acknowledge the she, he part, who's the Ali part of Madiha, and say, my God, you beautiful person, come here. And I understand, I hear you. I know what you're feeling. That's it. You don't even have to extend love. I know what you're feeling right now. I know what you're feeling. And in that moment, you have extended empathy to another who is act by extending empathy to yourself. And that's the only way you can extend true empathy to another individual and to another human being by owning them as a part of your own energy, by owning them. They're not even Ali, it's the Ali part of Madiha. And so by being kind or extending empathy, I'm actually extending empathy to myself. And this entire, and you know, I've, all, I've actually lacked in empathy very strongly. I've been this hardcore person. And even in terms of my self-development journey, I've been very ambitious. I'm like, I'll do this, this, this. Until even three days ago, right? I was this, you know, I'm doing my positive thing. I don't need no negative thing right now. Do not bring it to me. So any person who would begin to even speak of in my, in my, um, in my personal space, when they would begin to speak of difficult emotions, and because I would have plugged myself into feeling a, feeling a certain vibe, I would not allow those emotions to come into my energy field. That would mean that I would, before they could even finish saying, oh, this is what's happening with me. This is what I'm feeling. I'd say, but listen, listen, listen. Why don't you fix this? Why don't you do this? So I was not really allowing them to extend their emotions fully in a safe space. And the reason why I was not allowing them is like I had no idea what empathy felt like. I had no idea. I felt like if I have learned something that I can somehow impose my learning on the other person just by the sheer force of my being I can convince them and I can change their energy field and kind of help them to hop on to this big positivity train and it was mind-blowing when I realized what empathy felt like because that means that means that there's a part there's a segregation there was a segregation within me as well where I was allowing myself a quota of when I could feel negative. Negative, see? When I could allow my authentic human emotions to come to the surface. And I had assigned myself a specific time for it. So look at, at night when my daughter is about to go to sleep or after she slept is the time that I will allow it. But that's also repressed. And that means throughout the day, because I knew that my time that I had assigned for that was then, I was not being able to show up for other people when they were bringing their authentic human emotions to me because I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't want to hear or deal with any difficult things right now because my difficult time is like at 11 o'clock at night. Thank you. So I was 
not being able to show up as a, an energy for another person, uh, extending the grace of everything as allowed a, spa- a safe space because I was not allowing myself to be a safe space for myself. I was working on a quota system. I didn't even know that I'd assigned myself that. And the when I realized that the true meaning of empathy is really by allowing you yourself to feel those ugly, hard, difficult emotions any time they come to me. Allow yourself to feel it at that time. That's the only way we can actually learn empathy. There is no other way. Because when you are allowing yourself to be kind to yourself, honoring everything that's coming up and say, okay, right now this is what I'm feeling, right now this is what I'm feeling, I'm not going to wait till 11 o'clock, right now this is what I'm feeling, you also then get into the practice of extending that grace to another human being and that's the most beautiful gift and I feel like uh, that's a big learning for me as well and for most of us who are on the healing journey there's a lot of focus inwards all of our focus is inwards not a lot of focus inwards so there is a a time for um, for the hermit mode there is a time for that and I've been in that hermit mode for a long 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 time um, where I was not okay with taking myself out and um, really engaging with people. I'd have meaningful conversations, I'd have energy healing sessions. But those were very energy healing sessions and not, they were still the tip of the iceberg. And I feel like uh, most of us believe that that's the job to heal ourselves or to uh, look inwards and just clear the space for ourselves. And that's definitely the a part of the job, but it's not the entire job description. (laughs) The other part of the job description is, can you now show up for other people to create the safe space that you have successfully created for yourself? And when when you're put to that test, you realize that your safe space that you thought that you'd created for yourself is actually not a very holistic space because you're still running from a few emotions. So I love how even in your intention of showing up for other people, the benefit that anybody's getting is still you. You're the one who's benefiting with being even more self-aware. And that's the beautiful interplay of energy um, because we are complete and we are whole on our own. And so when we allow the difficult emotions of sadness or pain or grief to come forth, or come, come online, um, we're actually creating a safe space for other people uh, or for outwards ref- outward reflections of us um, to also uh, be more courageous in expressing themselves whether it's our and it, it, it shows in our relationships as well so whether it's with our kids uh, or with our partners with our parents the more we honor our own authentic unwanted unliked emotions the more in place we are to honor the unwanted, unliked emotions, we stop being unwanted and unliked in the people that you love because you begin to remove those tags of unwanted, unliked. When when somebody says, I'm sad or I'm grieving or I'm, I'm feeling upset and I'm feeling angry and I'm feeling like I'm in pain, these things don't scare you anymore. You say, ah, the human emotions, not the unwanted, not the unliked, but the human emotions. And I know that feeling and I can help, you know, whether you want me to help you or whether you want me to hold space, but you can actually begin to strengthen your relationships in your everyday life by being able to hold space for equally honorable and equally honored human emotions such as sadness, pain and grief in the people that you love. And you can only do that when we've gotten into the practice of doing it for ourselves. There's this beautiful term um, that I uh, came across a while back. Uh, it's in Arabic again, and it's called Taskiyai Nafs. Um, and from the surface of it, it fe- you know, Taskiyai Nafs is examine yourself and and um, filter yourself and purify yourself. That's what Taskiyai Nafs literal translation would mean. But when you go into understanding this beautiful term, what it actually means is empty yourself. Empty yourself and then fill it with something beautiful. And so it's not even, Taskiyah Nafs is not even looking at you, again, not looking at you as a body of mass, 
uh, or, or flesh or bones only. No, empty yourself as an energy conduit, as an energy vessel. Empty yourself. And then do not leave empty spaces. Fill it with something new, but empty yourself first. That's the first step. And so when we step into the healing journey, um, the first step that we asked to do, when we step into the self-awareness journey, the first thing that we asked to do for ourselves is, what are the things that I've been running away from my whole life? And how do I begin to keep a space for them at my table? And sit with them and talk to them and hear their stories of all my emotions, everything that I've repressed. Hear their stories so that they are all storied out so that they can empty themselves so that I can empty myself of all these energy blocks and now that I've emptied myself significantly because the fully empty tank will not happen I believe until we have completely transcended or un- 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 unless we are you know the awake fully awakened ones and that's a different league altogether uh, but for me it uh, the fully the fully empty tank will not happen. But I, for example, am 60% empty. And th- that 60% empty space, now I grow. Now I grow. Now I plant the seeds of uh, what my life purpose is, of my relationships, of me showing up in relationships, of who I want to be, what I want to create. Those seeds I will now plant. And because now this ground that I have tilled, this ground that I have um, worked on and created for myself is not finitely fertile. It is infinitely fertile because no other, I've emptied it of anything and now it's connected to the infinite source of possibility and of abundance and of, of richness. And now it will forever grow. Now it will forever yield. And that 60% of the space is where I'm choosing to now grow my own God, own garden. And that 40% of the, of the land that I have acquired, that's mine, um, I feel little by little uh, I will keep expanding my newly grown garden to that land when I keep emptying it. So that's the, that's the beauty of the journey. And you know, a lot of people talk about this, which is um, we are so um, focused on getting this destination addiction. This destination addiction is a consequence of toxic positivity because you you um, psych yourself into believing and into thinking and also achieving this is what I want to do and this is what I'll get and so physical manifestation of wealth of uh, of uh, material things of big houses and cars is so much simpler it's just physical energy it's so much simpler and so when these um, when you psych yourself into saying into believing that um, you can the you you are a conscious manifester and you will do this this it you will do this this this, but it's going to end up crashing down until you don't clear this space, and the shadow work the the inner work the healing work the real healing work can only happen once we've cleared that space and before we've cleared that space any new thing we bring into that space, it's just. It's not okay. It's not okay to bring another energy into a space that uh, that in the in-between space. Do not bring new things into in-between spaces. Bring new things into empty spaces. The the ones that you've cleared after you've been in your in-between space. But if we jump directly to the after space without being in the in-between space, then we are adding more to our energy blocks and we are then going to be because we are hurting energies in that moment we are going to be attracting more hurting energies towards us and together we'll create more hurt and then the energy blocks get even more intensified and it just becomes like a collective shared experience of pain which is exactly what the world is now experiencing and has been experiencing for a few years this collective shared experience of pain because because of repressed emotions and because of, rep- of not being able to honor the very authentic, legitimate human emotions, the en- energy blocks have become stronger and stronger and more and solid, more solid. And now it's the entire world feels like it's in pain because we've been feeding each other. And breaking out of that loop means when one thing is not happening to your liking, come to your in-between space. 
allow whatever emotions you have attached to that thing not happening to your liking coming and speak to you to come and speak to you listen to its story until it's done talking you don't have to do anything with it just listen to the story and that story will tell you what you need to learn what you need to receive for you so that you can empty that space and in that empty space then take a new seed and plant and grow and that's how we move on so um gardening is an analogy that i use uh, quite strongly aajkal and i feel it's uh, it's because of this it's because um we are so used to thinking of ourselves as limited human beings that uh when we begin to look at ourselves as energies it's you are constantly in motion you're constantly growing something is constantly happening and um uh, because our sight is telling us nothing is happening um we believe that but we're always energy is always in motion right it's only when it's stagnant when it's in energy blocks where, uh, is when uh, problems begin to arise problems within your body diseases of the heart diseases of the mind diseases of the soul arise from energy blocks release them allow them allow them a space at your table stay in your in between space when you find yourself in a moment in your life which is not to your liking which is the tower moment or the wake up moment um hear their stories hear the wisdom in those stories it has something to teach you it has something to tell you take that wisdom and see how you want to take it forward you don't have to do anything with that wisdom the funny part of it is that as you receive that w- wisdom you already receive the solution of what to do with it with it it's not a separate thing that comes so when i for example receive the wisdom of how to uh feel empathy for another energy i knew what to do with it i so now i'm when i'm looking at and i'm going to practice and i'm sure my universe is going to deliver more opportunities to practice my empathy um is i i know what that feeling is and i can already have i know what i need to do with it the wisdom with it brings the solution um so i hope we so by allowing our emotions we become receivers of the solutions and the wisdom that our life has to offer and it just flows um so i hope we can find uh, the courage uh, in ourselves to um to call out our energy blocks sit with them so that we become more potent receivers uh, of energy of abundance and love which is always flowing to us and through us as as it is meant to as it always has and as it always will be the only thing that's stopping us from fully feeling it is the energy blocks within so i hope we can release it with grace and with kindness for ourselves thank you